I am trying to manipulate you into becoming a better person. I am trying to manipulate you. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> sure. Have like an office thing. The, 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 the closet, I think, would be a wonderful place to set yourself up. I might need to. You think so? I, I, I yeah. Just make yourself a blanket fort in there. Yeah, I'm right now just booking myself a COVID test appointment for later this afternoon. Oh, damn. Since they uh, don't do any on Friday tomorrow because of, well, it's New Year's Eve. Oh, but yeah, we got to. That's a show topic. Whoa. That's going to be a show topic we're going to talk about. Yeah, I think you're right. Really, I'm in the closet now. Hmm. Recording studio. I think that's a good place to be. You're like all the fancy podcasters on vacation. Yeah. Right. But I saved you a gift for today. Really? Really. I'm all in the dark. I'm going to put one more thing away. <laughs> Get yourself a flashlight right underneath your chin. Oh, yeah. I need. I don't think I have power in here. Uh, that might be a problem. Go get an extension cord. Uh, but I saved you. Oh, jeez. What is this? S O nine J R zero. Why can't they just stick to numbers like a good, decent app? Uh, I hate this. God. Okay. Do not put O's and zeros in the same confirmation code. Yeah, that could be confusing. Oh, yeah. And, and then the fact that I hit, it, and then it does nothing. It doesn't give you an error message that you typed in the wrong number. Oh, you just assume that it's fine. But yeah, I was just, it, it was like, it's not doing anything. It's like, this is why I hate. This is why I hate web-based applications. Why? What's that got to do with anything? Hmm. What's that have to do with anything? What web-based applications? Yeah. Well, that's that's why it can't do that. The reason it can't oh, give you an error code, the reason it can't give you feedback, is it's web-based. Oh well. And you're when making web-based applications, you're very limited on. They don't act like they they try to act like computer programs we had growing up, but they there are some fundamental ways they can't. Um, namely, once you close a web page, you one, let's say you have two web pages open, there is no way to transfer data from one web page to another web page that's open, even if you're on the same website, without going through a third party server. So on my computer, if I have two web pages open, there's no way for me to send data from one page to another. I have to save it back to the web pages server, and then it has to get updated on the other web page. 
that is uh yeah, it's a pain in the and, and, and again, it you can do it, but it be, you you have to rely upon the other person updating the it's it it's not an application. It's a web page, and there are limitations to that that you can make it look like you're getting around, but you're not really. Uh, well, I see what you mean. <clears throat> nice. All right, put the sun silent. Most everyone just sleep in the house except for the daughter. He never sleeps. Slight sniffle. <laughs> Maybe you need to go get yourself COVID tested. <laughs> right. Now we've had we've had a cold for a little while. Um, last week, like the first week of the break, we had cold, and um, it was it was just lame. <laughs> like we're all yay a break from school, dreaded school, and then major almost coughing their their eyes out but um it's been annoying you know yeah killed that vacation vibe I, I i've had no vacation even though i've been on vacation oh yeah right i still uh, on the woodwork take a are you at the show notes since we're in the pre flight yeah i'm on episode four season three. I, I see i see you there i see your cursor you get two follow up. We don't have you get two of them. I get two. I get to pick two of them. You get to pick two. I mean, I, I mean, I sure you you could like uh, twist my arm and get more. Tell me, why do we have room on the edges? Why do we have margins on this document? Are we going to print it out for people to read? Because it's the default. I mean, you put so much format into stuff. I figured. Because it looks pretty. Uh, true enough. It looks pretty. All right. So while, while you're thinking about that, I went out and bought myself something today. Okay. Yeah. Because I had to go get a blood oxygen sensor. And I forgot to order this when I bought my new my, my birthday present. A new pen? It's a pencil. Second gen. To go along with my bright, my, my new, uh, well, it's the reason I have the iPad. I mean, if pencil, then keyboard. And as all the fancy boys and girls say, that makes an iPad something truly remarkable. Uh, yeah. But I was transferring things. Oh, so I did this thing. My old iPad. So I got a new iPad. I guess that could be a topic too, but I got a new iPad. Viewers. Hey, why don't, hey, you know what? Let's start the show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of season three of the Know-It-All and the Optimist. I'm Carl. I'm Jason. And uh, this is our podcast about life, the universe, everything, our Continuing quest for Eudaimophia, are trying to seek the perfect pedagogy in this symposium of knowledge here 
about knowledge and education. All right. Yeah, I like that. I think it's all in the tin. It's 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 on the logo somewhere. Yeah, I think that I think that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, um, <laughs> it's also just two friends talking. And, uh, it's what I said. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> missing each other, states and states away. But uh, gosh, how how long? Like a year? We're a year in. Is that where we're at? Uh, we are 15 episodes in. Okay. We have recorded 15 episodes. So. I think it's an official thing probably by now, but episode one was recorded on uh nine eleven twenty twenty. Or it was published on nine eleven twenty twenty. Yeah, so probably recorded it in August, I'd imagine. Yeah. So we're we're over a yeah. year into this thing. My gosh. No. I don't know. If uh <clears throat> I think podcasting is just something that is kind of natural to do over time. At least people from our age and up. Yeah. That's what I figure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for our kids, right? They can, uh, they can, listen they, they can get, yeah, they can hear back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, when I turned 40. <laughs> you know, Socrates, by way of Plato, talked about this in, um, uh, which which of his dialogues? Mino? I don't know. In one of Socrates' dialogues, he talks about um, man's pursuit of immortality and how man desires and seeks immortality. Mm. And you can and and again, the way Socrates is is he makes everybody say something and then make them look like the fool. But you know, people can seek immortality through their children, or their achievements. Are there writings? Right. And then ultimately, I think that through questioning, Socrates says the pursuit is foolhardy. I'm a little disappointed in our podcast host. Um, it hasn't updated the the numbers yet on how many downloads on the last episode. By the way, at the time of recording, I just released the last episode yesterday, which we recorded before November. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I posted. I'm finally figuring yeah. out Insta- Instagram and how to post stuff. So I don't know how well our um, social media campaign is working out because um, I think the podcast host, because I'm on the basic, basic tier, only mm-hmm. updates every 24 hours. Well, you know. I, you know, I, I get what I paid for, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I think. At 10 think bucks a month, I've really been happy with them, so. Oh, uh, nice thing I, is we can get it out there. Yeah. By the way, I'm using a fireside.fm by Dan Benjamin, the mm-hmm. one of the OGs of podcasting, um, and co-host on many of me and Jason's favorite shows. Yeah, we're uh, how do we say big fans? <laughs> big fans. I think you're a bigger yeah. fan of Dan than I am. Yeah, I would say so. He's he's interesting. He's <clears throat> like an onion. There's many layers to Dan. <laughs> it really is and uh it's it's cool over the years like getting to know someone through podcasts and but everybody likes parfait <laughs> uh gosh that was so good the first time you remember um have you seen um um, um enchanto mm-hmm. encanto encanto yeah. Gringo, yeah. no habla español. 
It's okay. Pedro, muy guapo. Mi madre told me. <laughs> but yeah, you got that. You got that sentence down for sure. <laughs> Gringo. <laughs> I've told you my, my, my. I've told you my favorite um, apocryphal story where the word "gringo" comes from. No, please tell. I have not told it. Okay, this story is 100% false, but it's my favorite story about why where the word gringo comes from. So, you know, back at the war, the Mexican-American War, uh, the U.S., this is post-Civil War, pre-Pancho pre, uh, Villa, pre ooh, Jeez, Pancho Villa, Mexican Revolution, start of the Mexican democracy, what, 1890-something? So anyway, this is Polk's invasion of Mexico over some little border disputes. Again, one of the wonderful things I love about invading Mexico is everybody always does it the same way. Cortez, Maximilian, Polk, they all invade Mexico the same way. Through Veracruz up to Mexico City. <laughs> Everybody always right. lands the invading force in Veracruz and marches up into the mountains to Mexico City. Wow. Right. Uh, you know the story right. about no, the... No, I'm following you. You know the story about the three niños in Mexico City, right? Yeah. That wrap themselves in the Mexican flag and throw themselves out the window to keep the Americans from capturing the flag? Mm-hmm. You've heard that one? Yep. Also, uh, the, the fact that, you know... Later on in the Civil War, oh yeah, because the Mexican-American War is pre-Civil War. In the Civil War, the you know we ended up with Grant and Lee being the two forces there, but they get their start in the army in the Mexican-American War. And if it wasn't for Lee finding a path through between the Mexican armies to get the American armies behind the two Mexican armies by taking a path that they didn't think the army could march through, um, it would have gone very differently. And then also the fact that uh, Santa Ana, you know, Santa Ana, I don't know how much Santa Ana is a big name for you, but any good Texan would know the name Santa Ana because he's the guy that we fought and Sam Houston defeated the Battle of San San Jacinto for Texas independence. Santa Ana is an interesting figure in Mexican history because he keeps getting kicked out of power. For sure. And then getting brought back into power. Like he's the only guy that can hold Mexico together. But everybody hates him, so they keep getting kicked out of power, and then they bring him back into power, and he brings you know, sort of a Napoleonic figure, right? Right. Um, which has wow, that has some weird parallels to the um, uh, Franco-Prussian War and the defeat of Napoleon the Third and the siege of Paris and yada yada. But anyway, back to the Gringos. So the apocryphal story is that the Amer- the 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 uh, U.S. Army troops wore green uniforms. And so, therefore, they were okay. gringos. All right, hundred percent not true, but I love this. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a long way around, but I like it. This is why I like Roderick more than Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I got in college. I studied history. I don't, I don't know if you remember that. I studied history and philosophy and. Um, I tried American history, but it made me kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, disgusted and appalled 
about our treatment of like every other country um, from the beginning. And anyway, so I decided to turn my sights south, everything south of uh, our, our our southern border. And um, yeah, I took a bunch of bunch of courses. It was interesting. I had one. I remember one student. We're sitting in, and first day, he asked the the prof. He's like, "Hey, uh, are we gonna be addressing hegemony in this in this course?" And the professor's like, "What?" And he gives this spiel. I don't even remember what he says. Basically, he says no. So the student just stood up and walked out. You know, it was like. And this isn't even worth my time. But I stuck around just to, I don't know, I wanted to see, I wanted to hear what he had to say. How did, um, so how did I do? How did, how did my brief history of Mexican history work out there? You know, it is, I think you hit the main, the main veins, you know, and being a Texan, as you are, and as I'm sure it steeped you in the militaristic perspective of Mexico. But um, and and fight with. Well, for Patrofil, you get the pre, right? None. Yeah, no, no. There's a whole bunch of stuff, man. So, um, one of my coveted items I have never found that I, at one point I'm going to go find is I want a Vigente Fox poster from his first cool. campaign. That'd be cool. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. So yeah, you know what is it? 99 years of, of the pre, and then you get Vigente Fox, the first non-pre. Yeah. That was a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, what do you got? Oh, that's your new pencil. It's huh? new pencil, yeah. It's not that much shorter. Really? Yeah, everybody... We're compl- talking about the... Uh, the, the, the old, I have the old pencil, pencil here and the new pencil. <laughs> and everybody complains about how long the old pencil is. The new one is only a centimeter. A pinky width? A pinky width shorter, yeah. It literally is just yeah. a pinky width. And everybody complains about it. But again, the nice thing is... The unfortunate charging port mm-hmm. on the old pencil. Yeah. You have to take a cap off the back, but this one, no, nah, it gets a little flat side, and you just, uh, oh, <laughs> you got a flat side. Let me see. And it should, see if this works out. It should just, nope. Oh, I got the iPad on the, it, there's, there is definitely a top to this thing, but it just magnetically attaches nice. to the top. And it's charging? Uh, t- charging and pairing, yeah. Ooh. Sweet. Welcome to Apple Pencil. Your Apple <laughs> Pencil unlocks a whole new iPad OS experience, letting you annotate, draw, markup, and edit in apps you use every day. My goodness. Oh. Fantastic. Oh. Welcome to the future. There was something I was doing the other day, and I had the pencil in hand, and it was like, write the name for this file. And I had the pencil in hand, so I just scribbled freehand the name of the file and it converted to text and saved it and it was like in it wasn't even like a dialogue box you know like you click on something and it says rename and it's just and it's and it's just you know very little small dialogue things and i was scribbling like half the size of the screen so i wasn't even scribbling in the box and i was like that is cool i recognized the purpose of the scribble that's pretty cool so I, fu- so I fully expect one day for this to be a um, a situation like uh, Tom Cruise in Minority Report. Remember? Mm. With the, with mm. Love and the 
all of that business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know the business you're talking Something about. Something like a facsimile. I, mm. Something similar. Well, you know, <laughs> you say that, and I'm dismissive, but, you know, the whole, re- you know, we, we know that AR is coming, right? We know. Yeah, it's here. AR is here. Uh, VR is. And, and and you know the best AR on the phone I think is still Pokemon Go. Do you play Pokemon Go? <laughs> I think I did one. Yeah, but um, we know it's coming. Yeah, no, I mean with the lidar on on these devices, it could definitely like you could be sitting down, turn on an app that scans your space. And then it knows where you are based on the device. And, uh, you know, whether it's the Apple Pencil or some other new Apple device. And and there you go. You have a, a 3D space that it can track and, and know the fine movements of. And now you're really cooking. You know, I could definitely see them doing something like that. Just because they're nerds, you know. And, and it'd be, talk about creative. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. No stickers. No, well, well, it's a small. Box. It's smaller than the mini size, but no mini, but uh, no cute stickers. Yeah, I do like the Apple stickers. Yeah, we should do that. We should do a Mexican history podcast once. You want? Yeah. Uh, well, the Texas perspective. Well, well the, read a book. Well, the other interesting thing is, I have I told you about taking um, taking uh, uh, American history at Texas Lutheran, my alma mater. No, no, never, never did. So it was American history, not U.S. history, American history. So you show up on day one, and you get a Canadian textbook, an American textbook, and a Mexican textbook. Oh, boy. And so as you went through American history, you had a reading assignment from the American his- the, the Canadian's perspective, the American's perspective, and the Mexican perspective, all about the same thing. Look at that, Finally. Yeah, so Look at that. that's good. Yeah, your I, first history course ever. <laughs> well, no, that wasn't my first one. I paid attention in high school. No, that's what I mean. It's like you know, you finally get multiple perspectives. Yeah, and um, and they're th- really addressed by the teacher. And it's something unique or instructive. It's something unique yeah. for um, uh, because I have a, a a friend, and she went on to get her PhD in history, and she actually went back, and she was an adjunct professor during COVID at TLU. And Seguin. And uh, she, you know, she said, you know, the, the way that TLU teaches history is different than all other colleges in that, in its regard of being um, of broad intersection like that. Yeah, multiple perspectives. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the hilarious thing is I just remember what the Canadian textbook had to say about George Washington. Oh, no. Uh, it just simply that, you know, George Washington was just a bitter old man because he didn't get a commission in the British Army. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, he, he applied for a commission in the British Army and didn't get it. You know, think how history right. would have gone differently then. Oh, my God. It's funny. Uh, All right. Yeah. We're, we're, we're now um, some number of minutes in, and we need to pick some fo- sure. Yeah, Let's cover a follow-up topic, and then we can get to the main show. Well, we started the iPad. Talk about frame rate, image quality. Now we that was that was last time, but, oh, is it? Well, I mean, new iPad. Oh yeah, 
but I mean, we kind of covered it already. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I guess a little bit of the iPad. Um, but what I meant there is, um, so I ended up, I went out and got myself a pencil because I was missing it with the new iPad. I thought I could hold off for a bit and I was, um, missing it for a bit, but I really do love having the pencil. I mean, I've been using my iPad as a note-taking device since they gave us one at, um, Sunnyside. Mm. I've been forever trying to find a, you know, even before the Apple Pencil came out, trying to find a solution to be able to write and draw and take notes on it. So I, I really do like it. I, I use it as a drawing tool, um, a media consumption device, but the, but also a note-taking device. And the Pencil is so fundamental to what I do with the iPad. And the Apple Pencil, there is nothing like it. It's um, 129. Say again? Yeah. It's only 129, yeah. Uh, what was the thing? Frame rate and image quality. Oh, yeah. So I got the iPad Pro. I got the last generation. So I don't have the M1 iPad Pro. I got the one that's previous. But it does come with um, ProMotion, which is that variable refresh rate up to 120 hertz. It It is, you know, I have the uh, iPhone 10 still. So I could justify buying myself an iPad for my birthday, but not a phone because a phone is a tool. Also, I got the iPad because, you know, my daughters have our old phones and those are six S's. And I think the battery health of my daughter's phone is down to like 60%. So oh my gosh. <laughs> they, 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 they are, they're still working. I just updated the iPhone 6S to iOS 15.2. Nice. Um, what is that now? A six year old, seven year old phone. So, no, you know, I got the, uh, I got the second gen. Maybe third gen iPad. No, I think it's second. Second generation. So it's heavy. It's heavy and thick. And I gotta delete some apps so I can do the update. <laughs> they yeah, have but a, it's still it's still running. They I'm, have a thing now that well. you can get temporary storage space on the cloud to do that. Oh, look into that. Um Yeah, you, you were talking last time your daughter just got an iPad from school. The thing that has surprised me the most is how quickly my daughters kill lightning cables. Oh, we got the first death just the other day. Like, like they broke off the tip. Yeah, it's just like, what are you doing to these things? What the hell? Like, how do you... Here's a brand new cable. A week later, Dad, it doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, oh, surely you're doing... No, it's... I'm like, what the hell are you I doing? Oh, man. I don't know. And then, like, okay, so like the older one, fine. She knows that it work and it's like pretty well with the younger one man so i have it plugged in charging and then have a question and then just like get up and walk away from it with the with the cord in it so something gets released right <laughs> mag safe apple on everything <laughs> what that's that's they do that's why they have MagSafe now right that's why they have that you know the oh, puck so. i think i think they knew i think i, I think they knew yeah, um, this makes so much sense. So anyway, I'll have to see. I'll have to the the image quality is so much better, so much brighter. I can tell. Um, as cool. far as the frame rate difference, not so yeah. much. But I did use an app that I did use an app that made my i new iPad very very hot. Yeah, and it pegged the frame rate at like ten FPS. Whoa, whoa! What the hell? What was it? Dice. By PCAL. 
the James Thompson I'll app? I'll Google it. Dice. Pcal. What's it do? Does it's, it roll dice? Tell me it rolls yeah, dice. Yeah, it just rolls dice. <laughs> Shut up, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Probability. Oh my gosh, it is a dice roller. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a, opposed to a decent dice app. No, no, this is this is you know it's it's James Tom James Thompson and if I don't know how much you follow his I don't follow him but I I know when people mention him he does good stuff. Do you listen? Do you ever listen to Total Party Kill? He he is like I love it every time he shows up on Total Party Kill with uh, Jason Snell and anybody else. I love him. All right, so here I'm gonna look at the screen. This is the about screen. On the dice app. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he really went for it. Look at him. <laughs> that is so dramatic, <laughs> but pretty cool. So, like, wow, that's no cool, man. So this is this is the it's dice, really... and it is making my iPad rather warm. I believe it. I believe it. So currently, like, what Carl what Carl showed was like a. I don't know. How would you explain? Like, just go do you to remember the... first watching the Matrix. Yeah, but with dice. It's kind of like that, but for an iPad with dice. That can that quality, I guess. Uh, Something new. Okay, let's see. Oh man, so good iPad. Glad you got it. Yeah, I, I might. I might. We'll probably get one this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the iPad Air is just fine. Um, as I said, I bought this as a refurbished one. Mm-hmm. So I went refurbished shopping. So for the price of an iPad Air, I got a, pre- a previous generation Pro. And that was pretty good. Oh, I do want to put yeah, in iPad. one other piece of follow-up, and then I'll let you choose another topic, and then we can move on to the main show. So you got the iPad Pro fourth generation? Second generation. It's because it's the 11-inch, not the 12-inch. Uh, just a real brief follow-up. Um, as we talked about last time, my dad published a novel about possums. Yeah. About children's stories about possums. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said our neighbor that I grew up next to, Mr. McBride, he has published nine novels, self-published nine novels through Amazon. Oh, wow. So That's cool. You know, yeah, we bought that. We bought a couple copies of uh, the possum stories. I'll have to send I, I didn't realize they were going to be a set of stories i thought it was a small book no but it's like a whole thing yeah it's a, it's it's a it's a it's exciting i guess would you know hank the cow dog no okay uh, some people out there might know hank the cow dog was a series of um i don't want to say young adult but older children novels the cow dog i would say f- fourth to seventh grade reading level something in that okay. range you know, so they're they're like a full, you know, thick paperback but large size font, so a thin paperback, right. you know, and much like what this is, much like what this is. I think I'm tracking. You know, it it it, it is. Your children have graduated from picture books, but they're not quite yet up to Harry Potter. Right. We started reading. Um, those are one of my girls' uh, Christmas presents. Was the uh, Magic Treehouse mm-hmm. series. My daughter read them 
my oldest daughter read them when they were like when she was in uh second grade i think so it's been kind of nice going back through that and um you know reading to the younger one but pretty cool it's a it's a nice format you know but it feels like what you're describing oh um you know like encyclopedia brown did you ever read encyclopedia brown as a kid I, I i was um not an avid reader but i know i know the name yeah but, the yes stuff like that like you know it's a, it's a yeah that's kind of what the the level is at um anyway is there any other follow up that we want to cover you know i mean <laughs> let's just get to the topic <laughs> did, i think did i think you... we should get to the topic okay oh guess what i i filed the insurance claim Oh gosh! I filed the insurance claim. <laughs> I I finally got around. I and I sat down and I downloaded the app and I put in the paperwork and I filed it. So um, good for you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you might want to lower your deductible from five hundred dollars to something a little lower mm. to cover any cos. If you care about cosmetic damage to, you. so. When I trans on my wife's car, I have the deductible level set at a hundred dollars because we're still making payments on it, and I still care about cosmetic things in the car. When I got my new car, I just transferred my old policy over to the new one, but I didn't drop the deductible level down. So, the new tire cost me six fifty and change, but I had a five hundred dollar deductible. Damn! So I got one hundred fifty bucks back, and. Yeah. Had I did my, you know, for 10 bucks more a month or five bucks more a month, I could have had a hundred dollar deductible. And I just, mm-hmm. I should have checked. Otherwise, I would yeah. be getting $500 back, not $150 back, which would have been yeah. a lot nicer. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you got that entirely. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was, it was, that. It was okay. uh, that. Uh, and I'm assuming yeah, he destroyed the wheel well somehow. I don't even know how, but the wheel well of the of the rim, you know, like the wall of the rim was nuts. Yeah, do you even know what hit it? No, as I said last time, my best guess is a very large rock. Ugh. That's the show title yeah. from last week. Texas-sized rock. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, guys, this is this is why I and I hope everybody out. But let me know if this didn't work. But um, the the chapter art had pictures of the wheel. So hopefully, as you're listening to the episode that dropped yesterday, you'll see that. I'm assuming you still haven't tried craft. Uh, yeah, no. Yep. Yep. All right. No, good. No, nope, that's all right. I didn't that's figure it would. I'm I just to. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. Topics. Oh. Topics. D&D. Okay. Topics. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're playing again, huh? Yeah. No. Let's talk about COVID. <laughs> I got a tail. I got a tail to tail. All right. I have a tail to tail. I have a tail to tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. So, uh, where to start this out? So, we had plans for this Christmas break. We're going to go do things, oh. see people. Oh, you, you, you wonderful fool. <laughs> Make 
making plans. <laughs> COVID oh, the best laid plans of mice and men often go astray. Little beastie. But without plans, without plans, without vision, people perish, yeah? So you got to make plans. Uh, maybe. I think so. I think it's true. They're both true. So, what were the plans? Uh, just see, you know, seeing people and seeing relatives and having Christmas and everything. So what is now nine days ago? I'm going to have to go look at a calendar to get my, get the date straight on this. Like, so 17th, you know, Katrina preached on the 17th and 18th and has actually been preaching every Sunday. And, uh, on Monday, um, the girls were going to go down to my parents' place and we were going to have a couple days to ourselves to go shopping and just, you know, have a few days without the kids here in the house. Katrina started feeling bad. And, and so I got the girls down to my parents and on Tuesday, she's like, we had, I had somewhere, I found a couple of rapid COVID tests at home. Boys, those are expensive. Um, yeah. Um, so she went and took a rapid COVID test here at the house and it came back positive. And so she started, she started feeling bad quickly. I mean, on Monday, she was beginning of Monday. She was okay. And by Tuesday, she was just in bed, tired, no energy. So our three days without the girls was ruined. So she tested positive, And so I started quarantining myself, sleeping on the couch and the girls, when they finally came home on Wednesday and Thursday, um, they stayed there and Katrina basically quarantined herself in our bedroom. And um, thus it went. So on Christmas, we didn't get to go to church. We didn't get to go visit family. We didn't go get visit my family, whatever. So quarantine um, is 10 days, right? Which is going to end tomorrow. So oh, the big thing, the girls, we get the girls back on Thursday and I take a at-home test, and they take an at-home test, and we all come back negative. The big thing coming up is my brother and his wife are going to be flying in to yesterday. They flew in yesterday uh, to come visit. Okay. And they're and they're in the process of being foster parents, with the mm-hmm. with the process of moving that hopefully along to adoption. Um. And, you know, that's a long process, but they're flying with an infant. Oh, oh, you know? I, didn't, I didn't realize. Oh. So my, my potential, my potential future, future nephew. Um, but, um, and of course my birthday is coming up here on January 2nd. So all these things are relying upon, you know, Christmas with my parents, Christmas with her parents, uh, COVID being free. Um, the infant that they are fostering right now um, has had a rough time with respiratory illnesses. You know, the standard stuff that, 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 you know, RSV. Yeah. Yeah. But it has put him in the hospital now twice, you know? Yeah. Everything's down that path. Everything's okay, but you know, it's just, so anyway. Yeah. You make you super cautious and like extra aware. And I can imagine. Like yeah. with COVID time, you know, damn. So, um, I was able actually the other day to 
acquire some more COVID tests. Like the, I went by our HEB. HEB is the big Texas um, grocery store. And I was able to get some COVID tests in the week of Christmas. And then they've been sold out. How much were they? But I was um, able to find some more the other day. And so I was going to test the girl. So we were supposed to go down to Lockhart today to spend New Year's with my brother and my parents. Um, and so I was going to test them last night. And um, I had myself tested on Monday or Tuesday of this week, Monday of this week. And I finally got my results back this morning. They came back negative. Uh, was going to test the girls last night. But when I said, hey, girls, it's time to start packing our bags, they both decided to go to bed. And legitimately, they went to bed. I was a little, I was a little like, I asked you to do a thing, and you said you're tired and going to go to bed. Okay, <laughs> fine. We'll deal with this all yeah. in the morning. We're not in a rush, but you know, yeah. At least I got some rest. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, one of our cats was picking on another cat in the middle of the night two nights ago, <laughs> and my youngest daughter got up to deal with it and tell the kitties how they were being bad and stuff, but that kept her up all night. <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. Anyway, tested my daughters this morning. Guess what? Negative. They both came back as positive. Come on. And this you was gotta be kidding. No nope, way. Nope. They were. I mean, the last two times we te- you know. <sighs> and this was okay. So then, after I got a phone call from my mother this morning, and I do not want to sound resentful about this because this is. I, I totally understand what's going from this, but my brother and his wife were not aware that we were coming down today. And since oh. my wife has had COVID and they're flying with the newborn, they were a little not as comfortable with this and weren't aware that we were coming down. So that was a miscommunication. Yeah. So I kind of got uninvited from New Year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can understand why, but it was just like, I'm packing this morning to go and I'm like uninvited. And I'm like, well, that's a bummer. There needs to be a different way to say that, man. Cause I know that I know what you mean. We uninvited ourselves to a gathering today because similar concerns, um, no one with, no one with the COVID, but just last week being sick. And yeah, no, it, it is. It's gotta be a different way. Cause yeah. you're not uninvited. It's not like you're not invited to your, family home you know but right now <laughs> it in, right now in an essence it yes but sense, it, the, right? the, the problem was that let's just say that the walthers are not renowned on communication <laughs> you don't say <laughs> we're, we're we're sometimes very stoically silent about things and you know like you should already know right like uh, you got the same information as me so you should already know Mm, no, no, not not so much. No, I think it's less of you should you should already know. It's more like in a in the worst possible sense of going along with the flow. Or, ah. or I have often been accused by my wife of that we have issues with. Um, you guys should talk about this thing that you don't talk about. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. If you get the best of you, families that just don't talk about things. Yeah. Speaking of Encanto. Speaking of about Encanto. Oh yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this song this morning. 
so anyway, yeah. So th- here I am. Um, I'm hoping. Um, as I said, I scheduled myself a COVID test for four o'clock today. Um, I'm hoping to get the results back before Sunday, so I don't have to go waste money on another at-home test. Um, because I go back to work Monday. So those were PCR tests that the, the girls had positive. Uh, the girls had the rapid ones, which okay, are the so antigen then, test. So you want to do that twice then? Well, if it comes back positive, I I don't see a reason why to do a second one. At 85% confidence rate and somebody else in the house has had COVID, um, we're going to test them again. See, they don't go back to school until Wednesday. So we'll test them again Monday or Tuesday, right before going back Mm -hmm. to school and make a decision what to do from that. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Like, you got to have a gap, a couple day gap. Yeah. So we're we're going to test them again right before school just to see, because as of a week ago they were negative, right? So anyway, I'm so sorry. No, I mean I I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I mean both girls have had both both girls have had both their shots. (sighs) I've I've gotten my five G boosted. Good job. <laughs> God, let me tell you what yeah. what are your what have your side effects? What are your side effects to the chip been? Oh, you're gonna hate me. <clears throat> You've had none? I've had zero. Yeah. I, I basically uh it's like a buzz, I guess. Like like a slight buzz for like an hour, two hours maybe. I guess this is why you're younger than the me. Best analogy. Oh, Whatever, Carl. <laughs> hey, hey, you're the one who said it last with time. Our white beards. <laughs> you're the one that said it last time. Yeah, that's true, man. Oh, no, hey, um, hey, hey, Jason. It's good time. Yes, sir. No ponytail anymore. What? Talk about burying the lead. Holy crap, Carl. Yep. When did that happen? Right before, right before coming, I had the, the cosmetology department at school chop it off. So I could look nice for all these um, family photos I didn't get to be part of. <clears throat> Plans. <laughs> what do say? Uh, God and, and COVID, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Fear God and dread. Gonna make it. Jeez. Ah, My gosh, man. Well, I'm. My mom had COVID. You know that that was a thing. She hasn't had any weird effects. She had uh, what? She had like a a day and she was vaccinated right but she had like a day and a half where she was pretty rough but um my wife's side of the family has had more more of that more covid stuff but i don't know uh my principal was was kind of uh i'm kind of curious he was kind of expecting things to go in the other direction, like maybe less masking later on. The out is like, you know, he's not saying, but he's like, I'm guessing that maybe in the springtime we'd have less masking in school. But I really don't know, man. It was looking that way for a bit. And then new variants. and well, I don't know. Well, so I, I want to—I I did want to talk about my side effects that has happened every shot I've had. 
do it. My lymph, my lymph node underneath my arm swells up to about the size of a baseball. That's nuts. That's huge. Carl. Well, I mean, like, not like, like a big grotesque thing coming out of me, but a lump of the curvature of a baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Like the top 15%. Yeah. 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 Just, oh. it, and it's painful and oh, it hurts God. and I get real tired oh. and sleepy for about two days. Lordy. Let's just put it this way. If there has been side effects, I haven't noticed. But Youth, it's so yeah. wasted upon them. So, like, the my, my mom, she didn't realize there were these long-term effects of COVID that we're starting to, that we've been discovering over this past uh, couple of years. So, how's your smell? You know, and what's that? How's her smell? Yeah, so, so what are the side effects? Her smell? Oh, I don't know. She, she hasn't had any, really, but one of them was memory, you know? Um, mm. I told her that and, and she kind of paused, you know, so I don't know if, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to know what you don't know, you know? Yeah. The, the thing is we thought Katrina was, you know, she's like, I'm doing fine. At least I haven't lost my smell or my sense of taste. And about a weekend she loses her smell. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at yeah, this point, at this point she goes, I'm feeling fine, but it, She's like, I'm worried it's moving down my lungs. So it might be that she's over the infection, but because she had thyroid cancer, because she has asthma, because she has a host of underlying health issues, it might be, you know, now we got pneumonia. We'll we'll see. Her her oxygen levels are good. She's just tired and coughing, but you know, it could be that over the virus and now having dealt with that, some secondary things can come over or she might still have it. She'll, well, she's going to take a test here later and just see where she's at, but it's been 10 days since she tested positive. Well, I spent a good couple weeks talking with students about those, uh, the mutations, mm-hmm. right? Virus. On Omicron. As I tell kids, virus are going to be yeah. a virus. And the reason we have Omicron yeah. is because we, you know, we allowed it to spread far enough that it's going to mutate, that it's going to do what it's going to do. My biggest super worry is that it ends up going to other systems, affecting other, other tissue and other cells because it has new ability, you know, to travel. Or, I don't know. Well, I think, I think that COVID naturally, naturally is found in all body tissue, even, even the OG version, but it's more prevalent in the lung because that's where it gets started, but it does spread throughout the whole body eventually. I know, but the, what I mean is like, um, it's able to like do its work, like get into other cells and stuff because of those mutations. Yeah. You know, yeah. The geometry of the of things, but, I don't know. We've been we've been good so far, as far as I can tell. I want to go get um, a PCR test before we head back to school, just for good measure. Yeah. How quickly do you get your test results back? A uh, day or two. Okay. Well, Same here. I mean, the nice thing about the at home test is in fifteen minutes, you know. Right. Right. But it's like ten bucks a test. Ten. 25 over here, man. Well, 25 gets me a two pack and 10 gets me a single pack. Oh, right. Yeah. No, you're right. It is a two pack. So, about, yeah, about so like, but to test the whole family cost me 50 bucks. Yeah, no, we, it's 40, I mean, 50 bucks for 
one test of peace over here. Yeah. So it, again, I the at some point the tell all is going to come out, and this might have reduced the sort of vaccination hesitancy. But the number one thing we should have done two years ago was just implemented a rapid nationwide testing policy. And 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 the fact that we still haven't. Well, you know, the more you test for the virus, the more it is out there. That's why the numbers are so high. Oh, gosh, dude. Let's just say I've talked to different people in the community. And when I ask about numbers, <clears throat> some of the leaders tell me, well, here's, what we've, here's what's been reported. And it's not very many. I'm like, uh-huh. But that doesn't represent what's there. It's just what, they tell, what people are reporting to you as the as the lead yeah and that's not representative so why why are we even having that why even mention it like unless you have something that's actually useful as i said we should be just we should just be testing a whole lot yeah i agree we've been sick around here so i understand just we've been sick around here too (laughs) you know what we should talk about enchanto Encanto? In- yeah, we can talk about Encanto. Is it Encanto? Yeah. Ian's which is different Ian's than Enchanto. Encanto. Which means and home? Encanto, I believe. I haven't looked it up because I'm not super, super. I believe it means enchant. Is it, it, does it mean enchant or does oh, it mean like charm? Charm and chant. Yeah, because it's yeah, because it, it, it doesn't have any etymology with kitchen, does it? Because kitchen is could co- no, no, cocina, cocino, cocina, cocina, and home is casa. <laughs> yeah, but is there? An, I thought it was like. Is there a fancier encanta. name for what? I thought it was like encanta, like um, that means like love. It's like the love thing. Hmm. That so, that would make some yeah. sense. But is Encanto is to the chunk. So at some point listening to it the other day, I was like, is that Lynn Moran Brando or whatever? Lynn who's the guy? Um <laughs> that that Lynn Manuel. Yeah, the Miranda. Hamilton guy. Yeah. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton, Hamlet, same thing. Um, so anyway, at some point I'm like, is he singing? Oh yeah, he sings his ass. And no, it turned out to be somebody else. And then the next day I'm like, oh, did you know that he did the music for this? And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. There's definitely some vibes. That <laughs> I was, I was like, have, you, have you seen In the Heights? Nope. Oh my gosh, you got to watch In the Heights. It's amazing. Sometimes I play it um, as like background music for class. You you would you want to know how much I'm out of the loop on this one? <laughs> Go ahead. The only amount of Hamilton that I have ever seen is the Weird Al Yankovic polka medley. Really? Yeah. Dang, dude. Haven't even seen the movie. Well, I haven't. I haven't. Or even listened to the soundtrack. Listened or seen Hamilton. I start. We started it, and then. The family were kind of like, started looking at their phones. I'm like, okay. 
it's a lot. <laughs> Unless you're a history nerd, it's kind of a lot. You know? Are you seeing this? <laughs> you got a Merlin problem going on. A little bit, a little bit, but you know. So, so what did you think? Encanto, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I liked um, how they addressed, you know, family dynamics and, like you were saying earlier, like uh, we don't talk about Bruno like that whole business and mm-hmm. you know expectations, expectations. Oh my god, the expectations we place on our family, um, unfairly sometimes, most of the time is uh an interesting thing especially raising a 10 year old and a five year old you know like um it really makes me think about stuff and then other family things going on you know that we've had trouble with that's just kind of let's just say that i've I've looked up and and i've done some talking with some therapists about um uh, bpd what is that Borderline personality PPD. disorder. Exactly. You were, you yeah. were saying and something about that. Narcissistic. And NPD. Narcissistic personality disorder. And just um, figuring out what those are. Hey, you're not talking enough about me. <laughs> not quite, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> what was the thing is, how do you know you're talking to a narcissist? Don't worry, they'll let you know. Like, Yeah. Like it's one of those, it, like the di- like a narcissist will say I'm a narcissist. Yeah. But anyway, you've been you've been looking at borderline personality disorder, and no, it's just it made me think this this thought, right? And that is, uh, so like we all go through life in our relationships. All my opinion, right? We go through a life in our relationships um, with this uh, this soup of experience and social skills and knowledge. And quips, and we put it all together, present it to the people around us, and we we make friendships or we make um, associations, and um, and that's kind of what we do, right? Without any psychology, without any framework, you know, behind it. Well, if you if you go and uh, and and while we're doing that, by the way, we're running into people with BPD, people with other things, and, and but we don't, we're not aware of, of these um, well-defined, in some cases, well-defined conditions and disorders. But then, <clears throat> as you learn more about it, you start to wonder, you start to think, oh, well, I wonder if this is what, what I'm looking at. I'm wondering if, oh, that's why they act this way. Oh, that's why they think this way. Right? And then you start to we start to look at it as, at least with me, a person like me, I start to look at it as a, a different thing altogether. You know, I have a family member um, that I've been uh, dealing with for years and years and years and years in a particular way. A lot of love and Catholic Christian upbringing, um, a lot of like grace given to this person and like understanding and benefit of the doubt and trying to approach them with love, you know, and and acceptance, but they would bring um, hurt and they would bring um, burden, you know, and, and I would just take it because because that, that was the role that I played. If know? that's what you felt like your obligation was, what your duty was. Exactly. What your role right? in the and, family and was. I think, yeah, and to that person in their life, you know, and 
And, uh, well, you can only do that for so long. You don't take so much hurt until, until it's too much. And then you got to change things. Well, since I started thinking about um, PPD and NPD, it's turned it into more of an exploration of how am I going to speak differently? How am I going to frame my relationship differently with this person? And how am I going to um, observe their behavior differently? You know, I mean, part of teaching, gosh, part of teaching is watching and reading and learning each person individually. And then yeah. each group, each group and how they interact, the, the shifts you need to make and the comments and the posture and the the, the, the references. Getting to know the kids. Also, I, I mean, yes. and, and again, it's not like I'm getting to know you because I want to make a, a long-term friendship, even though that's possible. It's, I'm seeing how you play in this dynamic. Totally, yeah. And I'm seeing your body language, I'm seeing your language, and it, and it's, how do I adapt the space to best accompanying you? And sometimes, how do I manipulate this space to redirect you? And right. to, and to, and for discipline, for both positive and discipline. Um, one of the weird things is I've never thought of myself as a good judge of character. Right. Yet I constantly get myself into these situations where I'm talking about a kid mm. and with like, with, and this is one of the things I find frustrating when dealing with other admin or counselors is I talk about a kid and I'm talking about the personality I know. So I'm talking about the kid through like their personality and their motivators and the behaviors and stuff like that. And they're talking back at me like, as if almost demissive as behavioral issues, like, you know, you can't reach them all or, you know, even the extreme, oh, you can't reach them all. And I'm like, yes, but I'm coming to you asking for help on this kid. Right. I, and, and you're telling me, you know, not to give a damn in essence, but also mm. it's just like how poorly other educators vocabulary is to describe kids. Like, Right. They're not using words with nuance in them. They're using very broad strokes. Yeah. You know, I, I was having an interesting conversation with a class the other day, and I was, you know, was I was I was going around the room, and every kid, I said, "Tell me if you want to volunteer, I'll tell you what I think of you, and I'll tell you why you're unique and what your strengths and weaknesses are, from just my my observations." And you know, I'm seventy five, eighty percent on. And the kids like, "Damn, that's how that's." That's cold, but that's true. I'm like, well, you know, you are both very unique and a very, and and what I got to is you're both very unique and a very special individual, and you're different than everybody in this room. But also, I have seen you before. I've been in this game long enough that, right, you know, you are different than the people I've seen before. But you, you are both u- unique and special, but you also far- fit it with an archetype. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I've seen this before. I know this personality. Right. So like. You're your own unique special version of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you 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 are your own you are your own butterfly. But you know we all we, as much as you know one of the hard things for um, teenagers is that they think they are the first person to ever feel this way, or the first person ever to deal with this. Well, in, in their world, yeah, uh, absolutely. Right? Why they have never ex- totally. what they are experiencing is the first time they have ever experienced in that 
And again, part of the mentality of the unmatured brain, part of the mentality of the, you know, the of a any from from the age of 16 to 24 is I am the star of this movie. You are all the supporting characters. Well, yeah. Like I'm the first person to ever meet this challenge to overcome it, and I'm sitting back here going, "Oh, sweet child." <laughs> so, so the thing I'm 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 struggling with is uh is with with that knowledge, right? Like that part of the of the child, and then the other part of the child, which is like the person, right? So, like there's the the, the human that's developing, and and the things they're going through, and the archetypes archetypes they uh, exhibit that they they kind of fall into, right? Um, and the, the typical struggles given these stressors and these skills and these resources that they kind of play out these little stories. Um, and then there's the other part, which is their personality and who they are and like how, what makes them special. So the more that as the educator or as the family member who, um, <clears throat> who's starting to learn more about the archetypes, learn more about the conditions, learn more about this, the scientific study of personality, of uh, disorder, of the brain, right? Um, like, where's the line? Because I've been successful in my life, in my relationships, because I didn't know this other stuff, right? Like, I didn't know all the psychology stuff at all. Like, I, I knew where it was, I knew it was available to go pick up and read sometime. But I didn't know it, so I've been pretty successful. I feel right in my in my friendships and relationships, navigating them. But <clears throat> now that I got this other information, I'm like, how do I think about it? You know, like how do I? Not, worse than that, how do I just be me again with this new information? Like how do I get back to to, to being successful at being me, but also not disregarding? What people are going through and that's uh it's that's a hard thing it's difficult you be a listener you know you listen the number one is you listen but it's also the there's a big difference and it's and it's a dichotomy of holding both you need to both talk about an individual is an individual and 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 any disorder any diagnosis is not a diagnosis of an individual it's a collective group of behaviors for a group of people and so, like, you fit within this group of behaviors, but within that, you're an individual. You are unique in your presentations of behaviors and symptoms and whatever that fits you within to a group. And so it's that, that, that difference between talking about an individual and talking about a group of people. And what is true about the group is not going to be true about the individual, and what's true about the individual is not going to be true about the group, but yet there is correlation, right? And then it's that great... Yeah. And it's like great, you know, cause correlation is not causation, but there's something right. there, right? There, you know, there's yeah. You should the, watch out for these things. You should watch out for these things, and you know, you just listen and you just mm. understand better, and it helps you steer the conversation better, and it helps you frame your responses better. It helps you, and but you still you got to you got to remember. I know more. I know something about you. But it might not necessarily be true, so I'm still listening to what your truth is. But it's helping me, you know, it's helping me build a framework over my responses to you and my dealings with you. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, 
man, that helps. Yeah, man, because without without those frameworks, without that psycho- psychology piece, thinking about BPD and these other things, the the behaviors or the the words they say and the things they do just come off evil and hurtful. And it was not to say they aren't. Freaking no, no, they are. Like in effect, I'm not disregarding the effect. The effect is the effect. But I'm saying it, it it's not necessarily malicious if that is like a knife is sharp. That's how it's made in in part, right? I think the malicious so it's gonna it's gonna cut things <laughs> sometimes. The malicious comes from the malicious comes not from the action, but from the failure to deal with your issues. That's true. The, yeah. Uh, like 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 again things still hurt right dealing dealing with people is complicated right people are complicated and it's so easy to hurt one another without meaning to right yeah and when you're predisposed to lack empathy right when you, when you're predisposed to lack empathy um the harm is in not necessarily what you do, but your failure to be aware of what you do and or seek forgiveness. Right. And, and that's, for me, it's helped me, it's helped me understand it's more of a project. That's how I put it in my head. Like there's a project now. It's not a, it's not a, I mean, it is still something I got to protect against or prepare for, but it is definitely more of a, I can use my intellect to approach it as opposed as opposed to just my compassion or just my um my my familial obligations or you know I can I can there's work to be done now. How it, my, it, yeah the question the question I would ask you is does it help you determine how much of your energy you want to spend on this? Yes. Yeah, cuz it's fine. I, right. like, t- there's you, only so much. You know, the one thing you can't get more of is time and energy. And yeah. you know, at, at some point yeah, no, at I, some point you're you're able to say, This is not worth any more of my time today. Yeah, and I think that's or or today I have the energy to deal with this. I guess that's maybe what the the psychology piece has brought me is um understanding the parameters of of the interactions, I guess. You know, like like if I put more energy in, I wouldn't get more out. I wouldn't get more benefit out. There's not a, a furthering progression that would come from it because there's this thing in the way that always needs to be dealt with, which is the set of behaviors, you know. And if I'm not approaching those behaviors in the appropriate way, then there, there's not a lot of progress I can make. You know, I always have to address that that these behaviors need this kind of interaction in order for the behaviors to to change or to the relationship to progress, you know? And, and that helps, that helps me as far as like navigating it and stuff. Like I don't want to be a jerk to my family, you know, like it's my family, but, but I also can't let my family be jerks to my other family, you know, like I gotta, I got that rule to uphold for sure. You know, and being a being an education, being an educator, you know, um, being the oldest in the room in every class that I'm in, you know, amongst all these younger people, 
I got to be a protector on some level all the time. Yeah, no, it, 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 at some point you can switch away from the mindset of, I need to fix this, right? Mm-hmm. To the mindset yeah. of, I'm just going to cut you off right now because I don't need to deal with this. And I know, yep. you know, yeah. I'm, you know, this, this is going to get me putting energy to try to fix things is not going to go places, but this interaction is unproductive and unnecessary and hurtful. And so I'm just going to well, stop it. And importantly, doing that, setting the boundary of my, and the limit of my time and energy mm-hmm. is yes, actually limit. helpful, helpful to the person. Like it, it enables them to be able to know what to expect from me. If they are and listening and if they're re- even, even if they're not. That's well then, the, 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 yeah. And then it becomes behavioral reinforcement. Then it becomes, we get back to Skinner. <clears throat> we get back to, bit, yeah. You know, we get back to Skinner is you do this, I do this. You didn't like this, so don't do that again. You're right. You know, positive and negative reinforcement. Yeah, a little bit, but but that needs to be in there if if these things are like undiagnosed um, uh, disorders. You know, like like I said, it's it's become like a little bit of a project of just kind of observing, and it's early. I just recently yeah. had these thoughts like this last month. You yeah, know, no. so over the next year, it'll change. It's one thing for someone to, you know, to acknowledge that they have issues and seek to try to fix those. Mm. It's another one for someone to be in denial about them. Yeah. No idea where they're at either. And, 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 you know, you can, and you can't, you can't bring somebody to that. Right. But, you know, again, a lot of, a lot of what makes a good educator is, you know, positive and negative reinforcements. Right. That that behavior, right. if if this behavior manifests, I will praise it, and I want more of it in my classroom. If mm-hmm. this behavior manifests, I want less of it, right? And then it's how do you deal with the good behaviors? How do you deal with the bad behaviors, right? And as we've learned from Skinner, positive reinforcements work the best, right? You teach a kid what to do, and that's that whole child-rearing thing about like redirection and stuff, right? Right, yeah. But again, people are complicated. And so sometimes you need to set, you know, sometimes there needs to be that negative consequence to an action that says, you do this again, this will be unpleasant for you. And, and and you, and you want to lessen the bad behaviors and increase the good behaviors, right? Um, I don't know. One of the things that I have always had about myself in my educational career, switch, let's switch gears just a little bit. Yeah. Is that I view my job in the classroom as a manipulator and not necessarily <laughs> a friend. Yeah. That I am here <laughs> to manipulate this. And again, you don't people don't talk like this. And again, I I'm a be- I would love to think of myself as a benevolent dictator oh, that, that I know best for my students. Again, there's there's a little bit of things. And you know, seeking relationships, but I really do say I I am I I'm not gonna sugarcoat this here. I you know Kids like don't judge me. I'm like literally, it's my job description to judge you. Yeah, and if we get back to the conversation of grades and my philosophy on grades and stuff like that, that that gets interesting about how I view grades as an ultimate judgment of. I want my grades to be an ultimate reflection of how good or bad you are. But I don't want to do that today. But well, maybe. But manipulation. I I I am trying to manipulate you into becoming a better person. (laughs) I am trying to manipulate you. To do things. Well, 
<clears throat> manipulate in a in a in a different use of the word, right? Not not a malicious, like I'm going to control you to uh, for my own selfish needs. But well, more. my own selfish needs is I need you to be better and learn and come out of my class yeah, knowing if, more. If, that, I, no, th- that they those are totally selfish needs of mine. You. I'm the only one in well, this. Kind of. At the beginning of this relationship, I am the only one that really cares that you learn this stuff. You are here hostile against That's school. Not true. Oh. You don't know that. But I like the perspective. I, I don't want to again. Okay, this is my mindset, right? It. This is this is and not that it. it's confrontational, but again, I and I and I hear your objection to my word manipulation, right? It's not. It's not. You got to. You got to make sure it's clear. And I am manipulating in this way. Mm. You know. I, again, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it is clear. Well, it it is clear. If you just define like your, you know, um, your benefit is their benefit because you got their best in mind, right? <laughs> See, the, the, I guess there's a question there: of Do I have their best in mind, or do is there an outcome I'm seeking? Right. Um, so yeah, you want them to know some more stuff and behave in certain ways that are social. But that might not necessarily be their goal. Okay. That might necessarily be their goal. Right, but it is yours. Yeah, but it's not necessarily there. So there are four, I'm being manipulative. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I, like, <laughs> I'm using the best powers of gaslighting to make you into a better student. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear that. I, again, it's like, yeah, no, no, yeah, you're like, I, you know, sometimes. I, I'm not above using a little bit of shame. Um, I'm sure hope your parents are proud that you spent an hour on your cell phone in my class instead of learning. I sure that hope that was worth your time. That's not the best thing to say to a student, but it's some God honest truth right there, right? You know, oh, for sure. was that phone <clears throat> worth the grade you just got? Yeah. I, I And again, Again, it's that whole positive negative reinforcement thing and building relationships. And again, it's it's a thing that I too often go to. And that's why I say well, manipulation. Um because it works occasionally for me. Um I mean there's students that get it, right? Like yeah. like I, I you know, students say like, you know, he made like a sixty something for the semester and I said, you know, I spent the whole time telling you to stop playing games in class and see where it got you. And so this next next semester, I was like, remember how you ended up last semester? You want to end up there again? And again, we humans are nothing but creatures of, not creatures of comfort, creatures of familiarity. Yeah, we, we fall back on, you know, behaviors are creating new behaviors and new routines is the hardest thing to do. Um, if they go counter to uh, set behaviors, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, if we're trying to replace, we create a, a different neural pathway, right? And, than and the one that's already been established. And it takes effort. I, even on my best day of teaching, I am going to be a hundred times more boring than a single ding from your cell phone. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was that was pretty good, Carl. Yeah, yeah, a single right. ding from your cell phone is going to release so much more dopamine into your brain than the best lesson I have ever I given. Got. Right. And so that is what we're fighting against in a sense of like learning is hard. 
learning takes vulnerability. Learning takes, I have to be bad at this to get good at it. And I have to be bad at this and keep practicing. Ding. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Who just sent me a message? And you just wiped out the last 10 minutes of your short-term memory. You just, you know, you just basically cleared the deck to see what that ding message was. And any learning that just takes place is now gone. Well, and so the self, you know, no, there, there've been like two, two things I keep finding myself going back to. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and being Lutheran, which is Catholicism light, (laughs) you know, all the forgiveness, half the guilt. I have no problem with using guilt as a tool of manipulation in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, again, you got to see, and again, and again, talk about reading the room and reading the student right? And knowing your students, you need to know which students that works on. Yeah. And in which it doesn't. I've, I've found success with that, with, with the social norms and the, and the, uh, the, the, the classroom culture. Like, I don't use guilt. It's implicit, I guess. I don't think that's the right word. Well, no, no, no. Like, yeah, social norms, right? We, do, we do things because yeah. like if, if I have, again, I had a, an odd situation of a student who, couldn't help he kept touching other kids like and he kept like trying like tape sticky notes to the back of the kids the kids were trying to help him because he's struggling in class and the kids were trying to help him and he's like he 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 let me tape this thing to the back of you and the kids are like dude cut it out and i'm over here daily going hey stop touching other kids this is a kindergarten you need to stop right i start nice and i'm just escalating and finally, like at the end of class, the, the two people I had him sitting next to, and I deliberately set them next to this kid because I was like, if anybody's going to be willing to help you, they too will. And they tried like, dude, he's messing with us and he's not, we're not comfortable. I'm like, I got you. So the next day I come to class, I said, okay, sir, your new seating, you're, you're now sitting over here. I didn't do anything. I, I don't care. I told you multiple times yesterday. And then they told you multiple times to stop touching. This has been going on for a week. You're sitting over there by yourself now. And he was like, like pouty face. And I'm like, and again, I think part of it goes back to like, we've had two years of no socialization. So he missed the socialization. Well, it could be a ton of things. Well, I, again, you know, I, it's like I'm dealing with somebody coming into junior high. That's the level of behaviors here that I'm seeing. Oh, that's a whole, whole nother thing, man. And, and but again, it's like, and 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 at some point, it's like, man, I've, yeah. I've I've asked you to stop, and yeah, you're like he he he, like I never got the sense from him. He's like, yeah, whatever. It wasn't like malicious, 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 but it was just still just like could not control his behavior. I'm like, you're 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 creeping people out that's sitting next to you. No, there's. I don't know. I, I guess I, this year, this first go at it has been a lot of just, um, you know, what's at my core, what's what is uh, at their core, I guess, and then trying to mix, trying to combine and create um, what their goals for school are and our, our one hour together, and what my goals for school and our hour together, like trying to match those things together. And uh, just constantly being reflective. Like the things I've been going back to over and over are that I really only have the two rules. You know, the one is uh, my very first job is a uh, safety, right? So 
uh, masking. We don't we don't mess around with masks. We, we make sure that we we mask right, we mask appropriately and often, like all the time. And um, and we got to keep each other honest with that. Not allowed and to do it, that here. It's a little bit of a struggle. Well, welcome to my world. Uh, I, no, I mean, welcome to my world. I'm not allowed to ask students to put on a mask. That's asinine. No offense. But, but no I mean, offense, Texas. I, no, no, te- oh, no. There, a lot of offense should be given to Texas. I mean, it's. Um, but I mean, like, I, you know, that's that's the Dan and Burley got into this a lot in the latest back to work, talking yeah, about um, why we're here. Yeah. No. No. I get. It. I get. It. I like. I really enjoyed that. Piece. It was a good. Um, not a call exchange, a reminder of kind of where the thoughts are because we don't always talk about it, even though we think about it every damn day, you know, because people are tired of hearing it. But, but that's that's the first rule the physical safety, right? It's a physical safety thing, just like I wouldn't want someone coming in here, you know, with a clenched fist trying to pick fights. Same deal, like it's falls in the same category of job description for me because it's physical safety. And then I said, um, and the second one is. That's a we good got, analogy. We got a battle. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Well, it is. It is completely about their their bodies and our bodies being safe. Period. What's the best way to to try to limit infection or limit sickness? We're using this mask. We're using this mask thing. We're doing it properly. We're not just using it. And I've shown them fluid dynamic videos of how air works around them, with without the whole bit nose down right mask under the nose the whole we've seen it all i've shown them all i've drawn diagrams of I'm, i've done my diligence with reminding them of the truth of what is measurable and what is what is knowable about how a virus is spread and how our actions really matter how it's a, a it's really it's really a pandemic of behavior and and, and not about sanitation it's much more about how we behave with each other and on our own, but mostly with each other. So that's the first rule. Second rule is about the battle for their mind. That's how I frame it. I'm like, learning is hard. You know how the phone, you know how the phone works. You know how it works. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not perturbed. I'm not bothered at all that you're using your phone in my class. Not at all. What I am going to defend though is that when we're trying to do something up here, that you're giving your brain a chance to get it. You got to get, that's, that's why we're here. You got to give your, yourself a chance to learn this stuff. That's why we got an hour, right? So I approach it from that perspective where it's, they're empowered to make a decision about, about their mind. And, and I haven't had any pushback really. Um, the one student went back and forth with me about, um, well, my mom needs to get a hold of me because my mom this, my mom that, or my best my best friends been going through some hard times. And what if they're out in the hall and they need me? I'm like, listen, we got systems for all of that. And if you guys want to have this discussion, we'll have it. Half the class raise their hand. I'm like, here we go. So I explain them all. Like, there's supports here. I, I would even ask, like, I would even ask, like, okay, the last time you got involved with a kid in a friend's problem, <laughs> did you guys just? I don't want to get into that. Did you guys just escalate it? Did you? Because I I had I had a situation the other day, of uh someone caused an issue and they got mad that somebody called her out on it, right. and then her friends were just feeding into this thing. I said, "Hey, oh, I I love this because I got to use the line. Do you want to be happy? 
or do you want to be right? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of went over her head, but I got to use that line because it's like, like right now you're trying to be right and you're escalating this. Well, she, well, she, I'm like, no, I need you. I need you to calm down. But again, and again, the whole thing is her friends just want to escalate this thing. And again, it's like, you know, what you think of is helping. Is that really helping? Or is that just, man, let's think it through together. Like, Hey, there's a fire. Let's bring some gasoline to it. Right. Right. So it's been those two things. I keep going back to, you know, keep it simple, but simple in the number, complex in the reason. And there's always a reason for everything. Everything I ask him to do, I'm like, you got to understand the reason. If you, I'm not going to ask you to do something. Shit. I won't do something. That's what I tell him. I won't do it if it doesn't make sense to me. My boss comes in and says, hey, do this. Like, I need to understand the purpose behind it. And, and I got to agree with it on some level if I'm going to do it. Otherwise, I'll just find ways to not, not do it. And, you know? and, and that's human behavior right there. And, right? And so I was going to say, and you get back to the classic Walther of, ah, but this was the real purpose behind this assignment. Right. No, it, it has to be. <laughs> and that's, and right. that's again, the Walther manipulation of like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm trying to get you to do until later. Sometimes. And some, sometimes. And, and yeah, sometimes it, it's good to tell them. Or I'll tell you right up front. It's the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole magic trick is, I'm going to tell you why we're doing this, but you're not going to get it. Or even, or drop it on them midway through, right? Maybe it's a, it's a habit, a norm you've been developing. And like, well, yeah, through. and and you know I always do Here's that. I, I always do that whole thing of um, I need you to say your conceptions out loud. Yes. I need you to be wrong yeah. out loud. I need you to put some skin in the game, and I know it's uncomfortable, and I know it makes you feel uncomfortable being wrong in class, but you're never going to learn <laughs> until you're wrong. You know, it's that whole, like, again, social things of if you are wrong in front of your peers— you are less likely to make that mistake again. So you need to create that situation in the classroom where it's okay to explore ideas and be proven wrong and, and, and be proven wrong. Like you need to be able to write two plus three is six on the board and be so that you're like, oh, I because if you write two plus three is six your whole life and no one ever corrects you, how will you know that two plus three is not six, right? The only way you'll know that two plus three is not six is that you've been corrected at some point in time. Right. You, and you so learn if, differently. Well, the, the only way you're going to learn is you've been corrected, right? Otherwise, you have a misconception. And so the quickest way to get rid of the misconceptions is to be in a safe environment, be proven wrong. Well, the most effective way is to have a novel experience, right? And so a lot of times social events. To, co- to come, yeah, to, co- yeah, to come mm-hmm. to, real, to, to both express your idea have it tested and come to the realization of what is correct or wrong about that. Yeah. Cause you know, that, that novel experience creates a, uh, I forget the, all the right words here, but basically in the, in the neurology of it, you're, you're creating a, a flood of, of other uh, neurochemicals that come in and create a new path. Yeah. Right at that moment of two plus three equals. And then boom, because it's social and because all these other things, you, you sprout like a brand new pathway. And then and those get, pathways need to get reinforced with further learning. Yep. With rap, with repetition and nuance. Yeah. yeah. Other angles. But 
All right. We should wrap up with something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Let's see. What do you got? In, in, first off, anything else? Oh, we could leave it here. This is this is big. I mean, it's been a little d- heavy and deep, but we could leave it here. We're at I up. Mean, I mean, we're at an hour forty. I guess, I guess one thing I wanted to say was, um, I'm still going through this year, like trying to figure out what teaching is looking like now, and and the students. I think we're we're starting to get a better idea of kind of where they're at, where they're coming from, like not just socially, but just like holistically, like as people and. Thank good humans are adaptable and flexible. Hell yeah, man. Jeez, preach. <laughs> but, you know, one, one concept I've been trying to tell them is, is the, uh, the two parts of any class is um, the game that earns you points. So learn the game. Like your teacher came up with a game and a system about their classroom and how to earn points in it. So figure that out. I like learn that. It well and I win. like that. Like win at the game. And then the other part, is a 40-year-old man who's lived many lives who's in front of you trying to teach you something. Try to learn from that person. And you don't you get know. five of them a day. Mister, you're old. You don't know nothing. <clears throat> hey, say what you want, but I'm not here just because, right? And and just trying to help them realize, like, it's okay to... You're just here because you can't do nothing else. Yeah, as novel people. Those who can't teach. <laughs> so it's... it's uh, I've been, I've been going with that, and... Because what I think it does is it takes the pressure off. Like, it's all just the grade. Because the grade is, is bullshit at this point, I think. And I know you got your own. No, no, no. I, I Again, I don't. You know, but I, gosh, it is such. No, I, I, it's, no I, it's not that I don't disagree. It's not that I don't disagree, right? The yeah. grade is BS, right? Yeah. But I don't think there should be no grades. No, there's got to be grades. There's got to be some kind of record of. Of learning, of social development, of skills, of progress. If you want to be super general, yeah. And, I, and again, that 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 is a that is a question we need to put down in the document. But what are grades for? And and you said record, right? A record, yeah. Yeah. And and again, I think if we use that language with our good friend Tyler, well, your your friend Tyler, our mutual friend Tyler. <laughs> Yeah. You might you might even yeah. say, ask him if I say the word that grades are a record, and just see what he responds. I think that would be an interesting conversation. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I I think grades are a judgment of how a judgment of something, right? Grades grades mm. grades are a vestment of the institution of education, right? And I wonder how yeah. I wonder how much I don't know if you could have school without grades, right? I do think very much so that grades are abused and misused. Well, uh, you know, if I if if I could snap my finger and magically change two things about grading, the first thing I would get rid of is top ten. I would say. You honor every student that has a GPA of above a 3.7. And then you have a, another group that's 3.9. And then you have another group that's 4.0. And there is no ranking. It is, this is an achievement mark. Mm. And I think that would get a, that, that would get rid of a lot of the stress and the abuse of grades by your top end students. Mm. And then at the, at the bottom end, <clears throat> 
at the bottom end of grading. I would banish from any grading system that grades are purely a reflection of knowledge. So participation grades, gone. Um, anything that is grading something that is not a demonstration of knowledge. And again, getting back to standard-based grading, I think, and this is a hard thing to do, is that grades <clears throat> should always be redeemable. Right? Get, that you, I don't know how to do this, but in, any grade system yeah. should be recoverable from. That there it's is a progression. It, it is not a final outcome. Uh, and yeah. students, students don't often know how to um, express or demonstrate their knowledge. And a lot of times teachers don't spend time enough mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. develop ways to show what a student actually knows. A good friend of ours, he's been on the podcast before, David uh, Guevara, is really great at allowing students to to express their knowledge in other ways as opposed to a form on a piece of paper or an assessment, a multiple choice assessment of some kind. Like he'll sit with them, he'll do a lot of, uh, he'll evaluate them uh, verbally, like listening to their, and listening for certain things and evaluating their knowledge in that way. It's time intensive. Oh know? yeah. And, but it's honoring the student where they're at. And, and the line of achievement isn't set. It is, it shifts because depending on where students are, um, there are things to know. That is true. There are things to know. But more importantly, at least, you know, purely my opinion on this part, more importantly is um, a, a, an honest uh, reflection and, and um, awareness of their, their journey and progress. Right, their journey and progress in this realm, in this particular realm, right, in this uh, mathematics or logical thinking, problem solving, um, dare I say, <clears throat> scientific thinking, right, but um, or expression. You, right? you keep Can saying you that. <laughs> you know, like I don't think it means what you think. No, it probably does. No, scientific thinking. It's a. It's a way. You know, I don't want to get into that. But, um, it's a I way of looking critically at the world. And asking the question, how do we know this is true? Having a way to think about it, man. It's a different way of thinking. It really is. It's not the only. It is just a different way. You know, like a writer will look at the same problem differently. And answer, and come up with answers that are relevant and good and, and progressive person. But they're looking at it from a different perspective. You know, and um, a historian, same deal. You know, a little mix of both. You know, like. So I, I don't know. I think the grades, the things to change about grades, the stress. Of it, what this all means is we need to get Tyler on the podcast. The negative. I know, man. I know. I know. But, he, but he's too big of a hot shot. He's too fancy for That's us. That's not true. It's... <laughs> he, he got the book contract. It's definitely not a Tyler thing. It's totally a, uh, no, it's probably just me. <laughs> oh, your, your mic just changed. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that's all my right. AirPod died. I don't know if I like this one better. 
<laughs> I don't know. We'll see what the sound quality is better. Um. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up because I I do have a, a COVID appointment to get to. Tell All me something right, good. Uh, something good. We wa- we're back on the Marvel train. We're we're getting caught up on all the Marvel properties and the Star Wars property. Uh, Boba the book of Boba Fett. That's looking to be pretty cool. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I got off the Marvel train at Ant Man or something. Oh, they got these what ifs dealing with multiverse. I know, but I haven't even seen I haven't even seen the last two movies. Oh boy, I I haven't even well, seen the the one with Thanos yet. I think you did enjoy Loki. I think that that was a good TV series. Go um, check that out. I'm playing a lot more Stardew Valley. Oh man! <laughs> I, I went back to Stardew Valley. Um, I picked up. Yeah. Oh, I, I the 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 teacher that replaced me when I left. He has started up a um a video game league, a competitive video game league at school. And they wow. were playing. They were playing League of Legends, which I've never played. Have you ever played League of oh Legends? Oh my gosh, it's a lot, dude. Super it, popular. Yeah, well, it's because it's competitive, and I was like, eh, maybe. Yeah. But no, yeah, um, I saw. I, yeah, Book of Boba Fett looks interesting. I was gonna say, uh, let's let's make sure next time talk about our houses because we moved, and I haven't. I don't think I've mentioned that on the podcast, but we moved, and it's been a it's been a big deal. So yeah, I don't know if I have anything update here. I just got a lot more things falling apart that I don't have the money to fix right now. Well, yeah, just make more money, Carl. Gosh, what's your problem? (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a nice run. <laughs> you got to kill the things. You, ooh, there, there's a lot. Mm, I, I, there, there might be some shakeups in the podcast I'd listen to next year. Yeah, and I, again, I, I, you know, the, 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 the H guy that you don't like, and uh, mm. and I don't know. There's it's just like there's a lot of like, oh, are they killing the things I love? <laughs> yeah, we should talk about those sometime, but uh, maybe off. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just, you know, people make room in their lives for what they have time for. Anyway, um, maybe we should start talking about F1. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> no, we, we do need to catch up. Um, and as I said, I think we'll have a string of guests coming on sometime. Uh, okay. But I'll try to arrange that. Hey, anything else? Any any anything else you want to say before we close out? Yeah, because um, this is going to be our longest episode yet. Time, so. Happy late Christmas to everyone, and Christmas season, and winter holidays, and Kwanzas. Happy New Year! You yeah, know all the things, all all the great holidays, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I hope you have a good New Year celebration, even though it changed. I'm really sorry about the freaking COVID, man. Yep, you know it's I, it does no good. What we it does no good yelling at the 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 hurricane. Might feel good, but it does no good. Yeah, enough. Um, right, man. I think yeah. So anyway, let's do what. Uh, this has been um, 
this has been the Optimist and the Know It All podcast. Uh, you can find me at all the usual social media places under the handle of uh, Von Walther. Um, if you have anything you want to get in contact with us about, uh, sunshineandknowledge at gmail.com will be a great way to email us. Would love to hear from y'all. Um, you know, like and subscribe. Um, but in all seriousness out there, if you like what we do, share it with a friend. Um, what episode do you think people should start at? Oh, I don't know. This one. Start at this one. Mm. <laughs> it's a new year. <laughs> or the butterfly. Well, I think last year. I think the last one, the a large fist-sized rock is a really good one. Oh, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, so. and then the one before that was re- I thought the one before that was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's, you know, if, if you like what you hear, you could try the uh, Zelda episode. Zelda one was good. Yeah. Or anyway, I don't know. Go back. Let's start right. start here and then work your way back through the the catalog. <laughs> good enough. All right. All right Take care. You too. I got a weird setup now. I realize since the. <laughs> Are you pouring yourself a, a bowl of cereal? No, it's for my daughter. Oh, okay. Totally different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's daughter's cereal. No, I Why get it. it. I get it. I get it. Is I... it coming through really clear? <laughs> oh, it, on the last episode, ting, ting, spoon oh, and man. bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I was okay. like, oh, how nice. You're going to turn off the fan to get rid of that noise. So and then just, I add this one. Yep. Well, par, par, be clear? par for the course now. Par for the course. You know, I try to be as authentic as I can. So let me do that here. To the closet. What did you do? I did the food. Got rid of the margins. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. There's a point two margin on the entire document. Okay, okay. Yeah, hey, it's a data collector. Doesn't make sense to me. There's margins, unless you're gonna print it. If you're gonna print it. You better have margins. Don't look like a weirdo. But um, you know, <laughs> it's purely digital. <clears throat> Give me more space, Jason. Tradition. This flies in the face of tradition. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different movie. What is that movie? Tradition. Fiddler on the Roof. Who are we getting married off is. to? <laughs> oh, gosh.